This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we move further in our adventure in Acts with Moses Part 2, Moses Part 3, Tabernacle versus Temple, Stephen's Martyrdom and Prayer, and Philip Preaches in Samaria. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. O oh Lord, open my lips. Make haste, O God, to deliver me.
reading from 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now the young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the young man. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. A moment ago we sang the song of Hannah. My heart exalts in the Lord. I rejoice in your salvation. Which sounds eerily similar to another song of another woman in the Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Both women have very similar strange births. Both women then praise God after the birth for their Savior. The story of Samuel is not just the story of another calling of a prophet. He is not just like any other man. He is a man of promise. 
Hannah had asked of the Lord, and the Lord heard her prayer, her pleading, her crying out, even to the point where Eli thought she was a drunk woman. And the Lord heard and answered and gave her a son. Mary's circumstances are different than Hannah's. And yet she also, in a very improbable way, gives birth to a son. And immediately after, for both, once this word has come, once the promise has been given, they break forth into song. And how could you not? How could you not break forth into song over the miraculous promise of a son? And in both cases, a savior. For our purposes, that was that song, the last chapter in Samuel. Now we're in chapter 3. But it is part of the necessary background for understanding what's going on. Who this Samuel is that is lying down in the temple. Which, by the way, it is called the temple right before when, in chapter 1, Hannah comes to the temple where Eli is to pour out her heart. That comes, I think it was chapter 2 vocab for the Hebrew guys, hekah. But it's the first time that word appears in the Old Testament. And our association with the temple, of course, is Solomon's temple. It is the temple, and yet already here, outside of Jerusalem, in this little place of Shiloh, it is the temple of the Lord. Why? Not because it's so grand, not because of its tall pillars or its gold furnishings, but because the ark of Yahweh is there. God is there. And Samuel, just a boy, Na'ar, chapter 1, I think, is already dropped off at the temple once he's weaned from his mother. And so he is ministering to Eli in the temple, and as he does so, he lies down every night to tend to the candles, and every morning he rises up running about whatever Eli would have him do. But then something strange happens. We get three verses of background today, and then the action begins in verse 4. And Yahweh called Samuel. Whenever you're dealing with a passage of Scripture and you have a word repeated a number of times, it's probably important. In these nine verses, we have ten times the word call. Kara, chapter 4. This is heads up for all of you that get to take Hebrew eventually. The call of God is what runs this passage today. And this call of God is not just any ordinary calling. We Lutherans love to speak of vocation and our calling into varying vocations, whether it's in the home, whether it's in the church, whether it's in this world. All of these callings by God are arenas of service in which we serve. But that's not what's going on here. Nor is it a calling to faith, much like each of us has received in our baptisms. That's different also. 
Samuel had been dedicated to the Lord early on. He had been circumcised. He had been put in the temple to serve there. And the only thing that's strange is when, finally, when he has no idea why he's being called or what's going on, the narrator gives us a clue. And it says in verse 7, Now Samuel did not yet know Yahweh. And you're like, how can that be? How did he not know Yahweh in whose temple he is serving, before whose ark he is laying down every night? The priest Eli is his mentor, his father figure in this place. How could he not know Yahweh? Which lets us know that maybe it's not just a knowledge of. But there was something fundamental that Samuel missed about who this God is. And that gives us the point of this passage, which is to say that our God wants to be known and to reveal himself as the God who speaks. He wants to be known by and from and for his word. And for Samuel, The word of God was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. That's not to say, by the way, that there were not visionaries. Plenty of people had their own great ideas of how things should go in Israel. Plenty of people, such as Eli's sons, had better ways of running things around the temple. There were plenty of visionaries guys with their own ideas, what comes from their own heart, but there was no frequent vision. Which is now keying us into the prophet being not just a man who hears, but a man who sees. And that God who comes by his word does not just want to be heard, he wants to be seen. That word that comes to Samuel, 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 is not in his head. It's so real, so audible, that he runs over to Eli three times saying, you called me. And it's that third time when Eli realizes. He comes to the understanding. By the way, I think Eli here is a lot like Balaam, whose ass finally kicks him enough and rubs rubs him enough that the third time he sees the angel of the Lord standing before him. Sometimes we need what is weak, what is unexpected, to call us back to the reality of how things are. And so it's not Eli, this old, renowned priest. It's this boy, Na'ar, Samuel. And he hears... He doesn't know what he's hearing. That contrasts with Eli, who finally understands, but he cannot see. Eli cannot be that prophet. Must be Samuel. So he sends him back and says to him, if he calls again, and notice he doesn't even say who calls. If he calls, he doesn't explain to him anything. He just says, if he calls. Say, speak, Yahweh, for your servant hears. So Samuel goes back and lays down. 
The chapter continues, but not for us today. You know how it goes. The Lord does call again. Samuel does respond. The Lord does give his word of the destruction over Eli's house, confirming what had already been said. And Samuel becomes the prophet to Yahweh that all of Israel knows. But for us, it ends here. Samuel going back to his place. Which perhaps will invite some of you which I think it's quite fortuitous that we have all of Christ Academy here. Perhaps our Lord is calling you. Perhaps this is his calling each of you. And maybe it's just the first time. It may take two, it may take three. Some of you second career guys that are finally in summer Greek or in Hebrew are saying it took me about 42 times before I finally gave in. Nonetheless, our Lord is persistent, and while you may not recognize it at first, He calls. And He calls men into the service of His Word and His sacrament. For Samuel, it was to be the prophet of Israel, to be the bearer, the hearer, the seer, and the deliverer of the Word of God. For the apostles, they were sent to be those that had seen our Lord and that proclaimed the reality of who he was. For us pastors, it is to serve at the altar of God, to preach to the people put under our care, to serve them with the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all would know their sins are forgiven. These are the callings, these particular callings, that our Lord has for his people in his church to bring his word to his people. So that God willing, there is not again a time where the word of God is rare. Where there is not again a time where there is no frequent vision. For we have our Lord. We have his presence with and among us. We have his word. And may it never be taken from us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
O Lord, hear my prayer. Almighty eternal God, in the word of your apostles and prophets, you have proclaimed to us your saving will. Grant us faith to believe your promises that we may receive eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Eternal Lord, ruler of all, graciously regard those who have been set in positions of authority among us, that, guided by your Spirit, they may be high in purpose, wise in counsel, firm in good resolution, and unwavering in duty, that under them we may be governed quietly and peaceably, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. Amen. 